And we welcome in now Jeff Palermo, our WWL.com columnist, sports and news director at Louisiana Radio Network. Jeff Palermo, LSU, and Rice tonight at 6.30. I know for LSU it's not it's not the most attractive game, but what do you want to see LSU take away from this, this matchup with Rice tonight? Well, you would hope that they could throw the ball efficiently tonight and effectively, and they could hit some plays uh, through the air. I, I mean, I think that to me is – uh, the biggest thing for them to do to get accomplished here tonight. The, your total offense ranks 103rd in the country. Uh, Coach Ed Orgeron talked about uh, somehow they've the offense has uh, it has derailed here ever since the Georgia game, and they got to somehow get it back on the track because I think uh, you, you could see some points scored next week in College Station, and uh, it, that game always tends to be a, a fairly high-scoring game. So. Um, I, I think they need to get the offense going, get a little confident, confidence here with Joe Burrow. Let's see if they can get some of these freshman wide receivers, Terrace Marshall. Let's see if we can see some plays from him. Um, I mean, that, that would be the biggest thing that I'd like to see out of this game. And, um, you know, a, guy, a senior like Nick Brosette, you'd like to see him have a good game and defense be dominant. And by the time the fourth quarter comes around, hopefully uh, – if Miles Brennan is healthy, hopefully he's out there, and maybe some of these other kids who have been waiting for their chance to play uh, get a get an opportunity to play in Tiger Stadium and just get a little taste of it uh, as they will hopefully take on a bigger role next season. Jeff Palermo, Louisiana Radio Network Sports and News Director here, our guest on Tiger Tailgating. Jeff, Miles Brennan should see some action tonight. Most extended playing time we'll probably see from him in over a year. Um, you want to see him take the interceptions out of his game. That's something that's been his bugaboo. Yeah, and I think you also just want to see uh, his decision-making, and hopefully he's not just out there to hand the ball off if it does come to that point. Uh, I mean, the question here with Miles Brennan, is he healthy enough to play? Uh, you know, Coach Orgeron really never gave a straight answer on that other than to say that he has been injured, and that has kept him from playing in games earlier this season, probably uh, the Southeastern game. Uh, but uh, I would think you would still want to get him out there you're not going to jeopardize it if, he, if he's healthy he should be out there and getting some snaps and just uh, getting like I said getting a taste of it uh, because uh, who knows he I know Burrow's going to be back next season but um, he, he, he's uh, you, you want to continue to see his development that's for sure defensively how does how does LSU make up for the the I guess the the, the, the many guys that are physically banged up right now well, uh, I, I think uh, it's a, another opportunity there, too, for uh, some more guys to get some playing time uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I think uh, this is a game where you, <laughs> you can literally empty the bench out and right. get as many guys out there on the field and, and seeing what, they, what they're capable of doing and, and not risk uh, losing a, a year of eligibility out of them. So it doesn't seem to me that LSU, I mean, even if LSU second or third stringers are out there, they should be able to contain Rice. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is you, you just don't want to see them kind of sleepwalk through the first half. Uh, just mm -hmm. take care of this game. Uh, you, you saw what Alabama and Citadel, what it was like there in the first half today. Uh, uh, granted, Citadel running the option makes things a little difficult uh, for a team to prepare for, but Alabama obviously wasn't ready to play that game in the first half. Uh, they were in the second half, but uh, you want to see LSU come out, just completely dominate early on and move on and start getting ready for Texas A&M, but at the same time getting some other guys uh, some action. 
So, so even with playing this Rice team and we get the second and third group of guys coming in, what do you really see out of those guys playing against this Rice Owls team? Like what, what kind of information do you gain out of seeing those guys play? Well, I, I don't – I mean, this is not a very good Rice team. Uh, I, I think it's just more of the experience. Uh, I, I don't know if you can make any significant judgments on, on, on some of these guys. Uh, I, I think this is just a chance for guys to, to, to get a little experience. I mean, LSU is, uh, when you look at it, every game has been close. Uh, you yeah. know, even in that Southeastern game, they, and the Louisiana Tech game, uh, the Louisiana Tech, I mean, that was a ball game in the fourth quarter in the Southeastern game. It was early in the season, and LSU was still trying to get a, a lot of wrinkles out and trying to, figure some things out, never really had a chance to get a lot of their backups in. Uh, but here, this might be a chance uh, that they could. Um, you know, not having a guy like Kelvin Joseph possibly tonight, that, that's a guy who you'd like to see play a little bit more in this game. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and when you look at the defensive secondary, I mean, those guys, you don't have many guys back there. So the guys, um, you know, you're, the, the guys that will start, they may have to go a long time, but there might be an opportunity guy uh, for a guy like Micah Baskerville to get out there or Damone Clark, who's a, a true freshman from Southern lab and put him out there and, and just see what you got. But uh, it, it's almost, I don't want to say it's almost like a spring game where you can't make definitive judgments on certain players, but it's just, it's just only going to be a few series for some of these guys that you haven't seen all, all year. Jeff Palermo, WWL.com columnist. And, Jeff, I want to see LSU kind of dispel this notion or this nomer, and I think it's, it's just at this point that they don't, they, they're they not going to play down to the level of competition. That's what they did against Southeastern and La Tech earlier in the year, and I want to see them, you know, I guess remedy that. Well, this team has done a good job, I think, uh, scoring early in football games, but they uh, they just kind of meander through the rest of the game. And, and – uh, in those games against Southeastern and Louisiana Tech, you know, Louisiana Tech, they had a big lead, and they honestly thought in the second half the game was over, and then the Bulldogs scored, what was it, three touchdowns in a row, I think, to make it a, a one-possession game. Yep. Um, S- Southeastern Louisiana, they, they got on the Lions quickly. They, they get a touchdown pass, and um, and then they just kind of slept walk through the, the rest of the game. Um, yeah, this is a game where – you know, coaches talk about stacking victories. This is a game where you want to stack drives, right? You want to stack scoring drives. If you get one scoring drive, you stack another one on top of it and, yep. and, and get some get some confidence, get some momentum. Because, guys, when, if you – this is a team that's going to win 10 games. But mm-hmm. let's say if they just kind of – if tonight's game is not really good and Texas A&M, the offense, is not really sure, I, I think you got to start looking again at – Okay, is Steve Ensminger the right guy to be your offensive coordinator? Is he giving the quarterback the right – is he giving him the, the, calling the right plays at the right time to help him out? Is Joe Burrow the guy? Or, or do you open up that quarterback competition again? Yep. I mean, yep. that's, that's what this is – these two games to me, and you throw in the bowl game as well, uh, you need to see some productivity because I don't know how you could um, – if you go through the season – and um, finish, I don't know, 90-plus in total offense and bring back the same cast of characters and think right. uh, everything's going to be okay just because you got a five-star running back and John Emery coming in, uh, that he's going to solve the LSU's issues on offense. Uh, this group of players, a lot of them are going to be back next season. 
Um, and, and it's it's up to them to show that this offense is progressing in the right direction. Jeff Palermo, hey, look, I know you're all over the high school football scene. Last night I got a chance to see Zachary uh, take down Hanville, and Zachary might be headed back to the Dome. Zachary looked really good. I mean, that, that was a very impressive performance. Uh, it was a tough spot for Andrew Robeson to – have his third game of the season go up against a, a, a Zachary defense like that, who was missing three starters, by the way. <laughs> they were missing three starters, and he was still <laughs> very dominant. But that was tough for him. Um, you know, if he if he had a few more games under his belt, I think things would have been a little bit better for him last night. I wouldn't. I don't want to say Hanville would have won, but there are just certain programs in this state, and David Brewerton at Zachary has figured it out. He, he's got yep. the right formula. Once November rolls around, you start playing your best football, and Zachary is. And I know we've been talking a lot about Andrew Robeson, but people need to talk about Keelan Brown, the quarterback at Zachary. He's uh, visiting Baylor today. He could be a Major League Baseball I, I draft pick, too. I think he committed today. Well, he, I know he's at Baylor. He said he was visiting Baylor or one or the other. I know he's got a strong offer from Baylor. I know he's been to Tuscaloosa. Uh, he's only six feet tall, so obviously that hurts him a little bit. But uh, this is a guy that makes the plays. And if you watched him last night, I mean, throws an 85-yard touchdown pass. They had three drives on that Hanville defense last night that were 85 yards and more for scoring touchdowns. That's really good. And um, he's got some help. Don't get me wrong. He's got some terrific wide receivers on that team. But that kid makes a lot of right decisions and a lot of big plays. And he's been fun to watch because he's a, he's a junior and he's a three-year starter. So we've seen a lot of them, but – uh, there should be a little bit more pub about him. If he was six foot three, people were, would be going crazy about the guy right now. Yeah, you're right. No, Caden, did, he didn't. He didn't uh, commit. That was Camden, uh, Camden Jackson that committed from Zachary to Baylor today. So, Jeff Palermo, we'll let you run, man. Thanks for the time. All right, thanks, guys. All right, Jeff.